WXDX-FM, Pittsburgh. Everybody's talking about the helmet roll in the NFL. Players like Richard Sherman are wetting their pants over it. I'm not crazy about the rule, but I get it. This isn't to protect the players. This rule is to protect the owners against future legal action. And guys like Richard Sherman can bitch about that rule and want it to be a man's game. But when the time comes, Richard Sherman would be first in line to sue. And this rule is also because the NFL wants more points. The NFL always wants more points, more offense, more entertainment. Sherman says the adjustment required to tackle the way they want without leading with the head. Sherman says that's impossible, but that must not be true because a flag isn't getting thrown on every play. My stance won't change. At this point, everybody knows the risk involved with playing tackle football. If you don't want to take the risk, don't play. If you do, accept the risk, enjoy the benefits, and live with the consequences. And don't expect me to help you if football messes you up. Unless you shared the glory, the money, and the girls. Which you did not. We may be seeing the beginning of the end of tackle football. Oh, not in my lifetime. But less and less parents are letting their kids play. Look at high school football. Roster sizes are way down all over the Whippeal. Football is going to gradually die out. It's going to take a while, but tackle football is going to gradually die out. Sick Again brought to you by 84 Lumber. Your hometown building partner since 1956. 412-333-9939 is the number to call to go one-on-one with the great one. I'm not going to lie to you. Now is when the distraction really starts because the second half is underway. Liverpool lead 1-0 at Crystal Palace, perhaps undeservedly. And I'm really worried, even though it's only the second game of the season. By the way, the, the helmet rule, the real controversy over this hasn't started yet. Wait until these calls, these flags, start affecting the results of regular season games. That will be a real excrement storm. On the bright side, maybe it'll overshadow the anthem controversy. Uh, The NFL can't get out of its own way. Really can't. The NFL loves to overcomplicate. Whether it's the anthem policy, whether it's the catch rule, which they just revised, whether it's now the helmet rule, the NFL can't get out of its own way. The NFL constantly overcomplicates. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Let's go to Cody in the car. Cody, you're on the Mark Madden Show. What up, man? What up, man? I'm a little worried that defensive players are going to get hurt for slowing down to not incidentally hit their face mask during a defensive play that's been completely natural for the past 20 years of their life. No, no, in, in, in a way, this rule is unfair to the defensive player because they've tackled one way their whole lives. Like uh, yep. Matt Williamson said, there's a lot of muscle memory involved. There's a lot of repetition. There's a lot of just going out there all the time and doing things the same way. Uh, tackle after tackle, game after game, year after and year. 
there's so, players like uh, Gronkowski, like white polar bear out there. And how are they? Polar bears are white. Exactly. And he's a perfect example. But how are you supposed to tackle him without getting a defensive player's helmet involved in that? Well, how, how do you how do you follow through on the tackle without involving the helmet? And, and, and so many times, the uh, the 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 guy with the ball will take a subtle shift and just absorb the helmet. Well, the offensive player naturally leans down with his head to get an extra yard or two. Well, what do you so think the end hard. result is for football from all this? Do you think they'll keep calling it first off? I think they're going to keep calling it because the NFL has a an image disparity. They think they're policing the look of we want this to be a safe sport. When it's not, we don't watch it because it's safe. No, I think I got it exactly right a moment ago, bro. I think the bottom line is that they uh, that they uh, that they want to avoid the lawsuits. That somewhere down the road, they know there's going to be just a ton of lawsuits. And oh man. Liverpool just missed two sitters. I got to go. To miss the first chance was diabolical. To miss the second one just makes me want to cry. Yeah, the NFL has this helmet rule to avoid lawsuits down the road. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, And I don't think there's any doubt that all the football players like Richard Sherman, who wants to be a man's game, we've always tackled one way. Let us keep tackling. He'll be the first in line to sue if the opportunity avails. Let's go to the Egyptian magician. Bob, your man. Hold on, Bob. I have a bone to pick with you. Your What's man, up? Your man, Salah, just missed a gold-plated chance. Your guy. Why is it my guy? Because he's Egyptian. <laughs> okay. You're the Egyptian magician. All right, my bad. All right. Here's, here's two things that I want to talk to you about. Number one, when Roger Goodell became... The uh, head of the NFL, I knew these days is coming. Because if you remember, when you put a lawyer as a head of NFL, the first thing he's going to look to see down the road liabilities, this, he basically opened up, you know, the warm out of this can of, the, can of warm, he opened it up. And look, and he, you remember, you know, James Harrison, $100,000 fine oh, and of all course. that. But, Bob, okay. you're right, but let me, let me play devil's advocate here. You're right, but the one thing that I have to mention is you do know that almost every head of every sports league is a lawyer, right? Well, I didn't know that. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so my second thing about the Steelers tackling. Okay, I remember last season and the seasons before, not just under Butler, that I just don't understand uh, why is it that uh, when, when how many times I saw, especially even in playoffs, that the guy with the ball either catches it or he's carrying it, and one Steeler comes in, and the other guy comes in, and bang, bang, two Steelers against one. The guy with the ball is running, and the Steelers down in the floor. What is their problem? Why can't Bob? You know, you know what a big, you know what a big problem is with their tackling, uh, and and you correctly identified their actual ability to tackle to bring a guy down is not great, no question. But they take bad angles. Like, look at the amount of time that the guy will get yards after catch or the running back will break through and get to second level where uh, where all of a sudden a Steeler's just chasing him and he's not gaining ground and it's because he's taking the bad angle. 
Look at that. that what's that guy's name? That Bear, bear, bear Hay or? Nat yeah, Gray took that Bay, terrible Bay. angle at Green Bay and looked like he looked like a kid chasing the marble around the bathtub. Yeah, I, you know, this This goes with the detail of tackling and taking angles. And so it is not just the uh, defensive coordinator. It, it, it comes down to those uh, coaches that they do it in one-on-one thing. And we haven't solved this season after season. And one last thing, and quickly, and that is, uh, see, offense, yeah, we have a lot of uh, point-gathering potential with offense. But, you know, I really like coward time, not running all the time. But, you know, when, when your defense sucks like this, your offense needs to help. Yeah, but Bob, Bob, it's, it's, just, it's just not a running league anymore. And I've always, well, I've always found, it, uh, found it amusing when people say, well, the offense should score slower to keep the defense off the field. It's not logical to dumb down your offense because your defense isn't good enough. Let the no, defense run, sink run or swim on its own merits. More. That's what I say. Thank you for the call, Bob. All right. Your guy Solid should have buried it, though. Should be 2-0 now. Crystal Palace with a free kick in a very dangerous position. I could cry. Let's go to Andrew and Cranberry. Andrew. How's it going? I'll let you know after this free kick. Go ahead. <laughs> so I was just going to talk about the uh, the helmet roll thing. Um, I feel like the NFL, like, I mean, football in general, when you look at the sport, like, it, at the basis of what it is, is a dangerous thing. Like, I mean, you're, you're talking about two large men very fast throwing themselves at each other. Like, you're going to get hurt. They're trying to make it look safe. So they're like, it's something you can, you can play this in the future. Like, oh, all those things that have come out, oh, well, that's not really that bad. Like, that's just because we weren't playing it the right way. I mean, there's, there's no right way to, to play a game. Yeah, yeah, like, I, I know what you're saying. It is asking an awful lot for these guys to change a technique they have relied upon for years and suddenly be so precise as to avoid something that became natural to them over their entire lives of playing football. Don't you agree? Yeah, definitely. I mean just I mean even playing this sport in general, like you're you're going to get hit. Like you're gonna get hurt. Like it's there's there's no way around it. So there's no way to make this be not dangerous. But again, you know, that gets back to like, my original baseball. that gets back to my original point, Andrew. They're doing it to avoid lawsuits down the road. They don't care about the players. They've never cared about the players. They're concerned about keeping the money. Yeah, no doubt. Thank you for the call. Oh, the other guy hung up now. That stinks. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Outstanding free kick save by Liverpool goalkeeper Allison to keep it at 1-0. Up. Did we just give away a corner? Dear God, i got to go to a break before I cry. we got Tim on at 5.30. It's time for a break anyway. By the way, here's something that is an argument against uh, against uh, the fading popularity of the NFL. In 2017, the NFL alone accounted for 71 of the year's 100 most-watched telecast TV shows. In 2007, that figure was 22 out of 100. So it's tough to say that the popularity... Of the NFL. Another great save. This Allison. His aim is true. Get it? It's hard, it's hard to say the popularity's fading. 105.9 The X. 
And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. Ah, super genius. What were you afraid more of, Satan or teabagging? Sorry, teabagging. Great story. Compelling and rich. <laughs> DX at 105.9. I have some bad news. Uh, Jay Hayes hurt. Oh, no, wait. That, that's the good news. Uh, Harrison has a whammy in his hammy, a bum hamstring. Newman will start at second base tonight. Hello, Newman. Hecavaria at shortstop. Pirates host the Braves tonight, first game of the series. Between the two teams, like I said, I really do hope that with his first pitch of the game, Clint Archer drills that Acuna kid right in the elbow. Uh, here's the bad news. The Hooters chain is in trouble. They're closing a bunch of locations, and they are re-strategizing. And the unofficial explanation from a Hooters executive is millennials don't like boobs. That's the truth, too. We've become so politically correct. And our moral compass is foisted upon us by the millennials has pointed us away from places like Hooters. It's not a strip joint. It's a wing place. But Looks bad for Hooters. Man, that's awful. I love Hooters. There's none in Pittsburgh. When I go out of town, I always make it a point to visit a location if there is one handy. Let's go to Daniel in Baldwin. Daniel, asked, you're on with Mark. Mark, I was just curious about the whole James Conner situation, Love Bell. Like, you think, like, the whole, like, it's going to get good or anything like that? Also, I just want to say, Dick Cheney started the Iraq War to make money Yeah, goodbye. It. As far as the James Conner thing goes, I, I don't know what you mean by get good. To me, he is what he is. He's a backup running back. I think if he ever has to start, whether it's this year because Bell would get hurt or next year when Bell leaves, I think the Steelers are in trouble. I think at best, he's a good number two. At best, a good number two. Let's go to Joe. Joe in North Hills. Joe, what do you want? Hey, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Um, Hey, just wanted to follow up on you talking about the NFL obviously changing roles to avoid lawsuits. I was curious your days in wrestling if you experienced Yeah, we're not going to talk about wrestling. Goodbye. Let's, why do we always have to go back to wrestling? I haven't worked in wrestling since 2000. SummerSlam was last night. Watch the replay and jerk it. Let's go to Norm in the car. Norm, you're on with Double M. Hey, Double M. Here's an idea for the helmet rule. Just take away the helmets and the pads. Yeah, they're just we not. We they're kids. just. They're just not going to do that. So, anything else? Oh, I, I agree. Um, and the uh, defense. I can pinpoint whenever defense had its problem, which was back in the early nineties. Uh, it was a game during back in the Steelers early nineties. You think there's some kind of trickle down with the Steeler defense struggling in the early nineties to struggling yes. now in 2018? Yes, that's because insane. It all started whenever it was a game against. Uh, uh, Buffalo, Don Beebe got that hit. Ever since he got hit like that, every Steeler tried to go for the big hit. Instead of wrapping up and tackling, they go for the so, big so hit. You, so let me ask you this. Time. Let me ask you this. You, you, you know who Artie Burns and Sean Davis are, right? Yes. You think they know about that hit on Don Beebe, which I don't even remember. Wow. that was It was huge. Do you think uh, Artie Burns think and was, Sean Davis – know about that hit, or indeed have any idea who Don Beebe is? I would hope they would. They don't. Goodbye.
like the jackass segment. Every jackass in the world's calling. Let's go to Lance and Elizabeth. Ann. Lance, you're on with Mark. Hi, Mark. A couple of things. I hope I'm not a jackass, bud. I oh, no. Okay, he shanked it. Sorry, pal. It's got a good chance. Go ahead. I enjoy your show. Thank you. Hey, I bought this helmet roll. Um, everybody's talking about the safety of the offensive players. But, you know, a lot of guys make a dive tackle so their body's plane, and they're going to have to put their head up. And I'm worried about their neck getting snapped. I'm, I'm not worried about any of them. Uh, but, you know, I, I worry about, about Ben. I know Ben. Everybody yeah. else, they're out there for my entertainment. I couldn't care less. Oh, I get that. You know, but, but, I, but in terms I, I of the, the defensive player being vulnerable, sometimes the offensive player lowers his head to, uh, you know, take on a hit and get an extra yard. And I think right. under this rule, he's culpable for that. Although I don't know for a fact that's been called or not. And I agree completely that, that he is culpable. But I, I do sometimes if they're going to make this man put his head up and he can't spear the guy. Uh, yeah, I think. Well, now the latest play. train of thought seems to be the referees will back off calling it once the real season starts. If they're going to back off yeah. calling it then, what was the point in the first place? If you're looking to mm. try to get the guys to hit different, you will not have accomplished that in one preseason. That's ridiculous to even think you might. And I agree. I agree completely. I mean, the, the game has changed from the old school to now. You're, I'm 61. I think you're close to my age. Uh, I'm a lot younger. I, but I remember, like, I, I, I always felt, personally felt that Donnie Shell personally took five years off Earl Campbell's career. Now we're talking about Donnie Shell and Earl Campbell? Who gives a frig about Donnie Shell and Earl Campbell? Who gives a frig about Don Beebe? I'm just saying back in Goodbye. Goodbye. Nobody cares about Donnie Shell and Earl Campbell. Nobody cares about Don Beebe. I mean, I, I know I appeal to the old demographic, but... I was hoping it wasn't the nearly dead demographic. Four one two three 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 ninety nine thirty nine. By the way, the Washington team will be signing Adrian Peterson. Uh, he'll be uh, he'll be on his twelfth NFL season with his fourth team. He needs thirty seven rushing yards to pass Jim Brown, which will be kind of amusing when people try to pretend that Adrian Peterson even remotely is in a class with James Brown. Four one two three 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 ninety nine thirty nine. The number to call. This is still one nil in the seventieth minute, and it is just pissing me off. That goes to show how good I think Liverpool might be this year. I'm nervous with the lead. Oh, who we kid? I've always been nervous with the lead. Even a, even a two nil goal would have me on the edge of my seat. Get some calls in. It's easier for me to watch the game if I can take calls while it's on, so I can look at the screen and just talk to you. And better calls than the Don Beebe, Donnie Shell, Earl Campbell nonsense I just had to deal with. There are days I think the show is headed in the right direction. There are other days when I feel like I'm lying on a train track. 105.9 X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Double M, big fan. Mark, good afternoon. Y'all want to talk to Mark Madden? What do you want? What do you want? Damn it! The X at 105.9. Double M on the X, 412-333-9939 is the number to call. I saw that word for word. Hooters is closing locations, re-strategizing because millennials just aren't that into boobs. What is wrong with you millennials? 412-333-9939 is the number to call. 
You got to like the guy who calls up and says, just take the pads and helmets off them. They'll learn to hit. Yeah, let's turn it into rugby, which couldn't draw money if you dipped it in super glue and dragged it through a bank vault. So I think football should just be left the way it is. I have no problem with the tackling the way it is, the occasional leading with the head. I think it's part of the game. It's a dangerous game played by men who should understand the danger. But I also understand the NFL protecting itself from lawsuits down the road, especially when they've had to pay out so much money to similar legal action already. I also want to talk more about the Steelers' defense. I don't think many of you really understand how dire things could be if that defense doesn't play not only better, but an awful lot better. More of the regulars will be in uh, this Saturday at home against Tennessee. Hopefully that'll be a truer indication of where this defense is headed, but uh, I think the defense could absolutely be a disaster. I really do. Uh, And if the defense is a disaster, if the defense is even... It doesn't have to be top 10, but it has to be top half. Williamson said it doesn't have to be top 10, but it has to be top And I think it has to be top half. And I'm not sure it's going to be top half. Let's go to Devin and West Deer. Devin, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark, a little bit ago you said James Brown. Uh, you mentioned Phone sucks. Goodbye. Let's go to Ryan in the car. Ryan, you're on with Double M. What's up, Mr. Madden? Yeah. Listen, I think a lot of it, you hit the nail on the head. It comes down to the losses, and it comes down to the respect the players have for each other. If you look at the difference between the NHL and the NFL, you don't see the mass amount of role changes happening and nothing being done by the players to actually care about it. There's a respect in the NHL for the players between each other. Are you crazy? Have you seen the amount of headshots over the past how many years? Are you nuts? Yeah, but they've done something to change No, you're, that. Yeah, it hasn't changed very much. And they don't call it all the time. Every time somebody hits somebody in the head, they make up some excuse why it was a hockey play. Look at when Tom right Wilson there. broke Zach Aston Reese's face. Bro, I, want, I, I know you want to try to ennoble hockey at the expense of football. This just doesn't fly. Goodbye. Go to Zach and Dormont. Zach, you're on with Mark. Hey, Mark. How are you? Terrific. Uh, my idea is uh, get rid of face masks in football and fans. Yep, they're, they're, they're just not going to do that. Anything else? You remind me of talking to my uncle. Okay, they're just not going to do that. Anything else? No, not at all. Okay, goodbye. They're not going to get rid of helmets. They're not going to get rid of face masks. They're not going to get rid of shoulder pads. You stupid idiots. Rick and Dormont. Rick, you're on with Mark. Hey, Mark. Obviously, these rules are being put in place to prevent future lawsuits. Do you think that if they do not aggressively call these, or basically with those, those I believe they put a running back role last year where he could be flagged if they lower his head. I didn't see that called at all last year. Do you think that if these rules aren't aggressively called, the players have a dispute down the road? No, because then, because once you put the rule in place, then you've left the judgment in the hands of the referee. Yeah, and you've put it in the literature, so you could have something to point at in the future. Yeah, no, I I think that once you put the rule in, you're in good shape legally. I really do. Also, Mark, 
I'm 30. I'm classified as a millennial. I love boots. As do I, but I'm old. Let's go to RJ and Glenshaw. RJ, you're on with Mark. What up, man? What up, man? Hey, uh, I wanted to, first off, there's people saying to get rid of equipment in football. They're S-A-W-F-T, soft. Well, no, they're not even necessarily, no, no, actually, they're the opposite of soft. They're just totally unrealistic. Yeah, I I get on board with that as well. Uh, But the reason for my call um, is you were wanted to talk about the Pittsburgh defense a little bit. The, the play of this defense is the difference between this team being 11 and 5, 12 and 4, running away with this division, and being 9 and 7, 8 and 8, and scrapping with the table scraps that is the rest of the division. And uh, quite honestly, the, what I've seen so far, I, I've, I'm leaning towards the latter that we're going to be scrapping with the likes of the Ravens and Bengals to hang on to the division instead of running away with it as we should. With I think I think either is a possibility, uh, young man. I think either is a possibility. And again, we shouldn't forget that they won five games last year by three points or less. Yeah, absolutely. That, uh, Chris Boswell doesn't get enough credit. I think he just hung up on me, so have a great one. Buddy. No, I didn't hang up on you, but goodbye. Uh, Chris Boswell doesn't get enough credit necessarily. Uh, but uh, I just, I don't know. I don't have a good feeling about this year. And the one factor I don't want to underestimate it is Le'Veon Bell's coming to camp late like he did last year, and he's coming in with one foot already out the door. And I don't think that's a healthy situation, and – you might think he needs to be really invested because his next paycheck depends on this season. I don't think he's that smart. And I think he's going to get that paycheck no matter what. I really do. I just think that that he uh I think that he is uh, going to get big money from one team. All it takes is one team and he'll get it no matter how he plays this season. I really do. Let's go to Seth and Harmer. Seth, you're on with double M. Good day, sir. Yep. Uh, just wanted to call about the Steeler defense. Um, I agree with you. Uh, I think it could be a disaster. I mean, but a lot of the guys on that defensive unit are, you know, there's first-round talent there. You just hope that the front office didn't swing and miss on a lot of them. Okay, but let, let me break that down to one guy, for example's sake, okay? Yeah. This is Artie Burns' third year in the league, right? Yeah. If he's not playing like a first-round talent by now, is it reasonable to expect that he ever will? No. See, that's my no. point. Yeah. And you know what? Matt Williamson brought up a very interesting point, too. I haven't heard people criticize in the past about this, but he said you need more from Stefan Tuitt. And I tend to agree with it. Stefan Tuitt's pretty good. I'm not sure he's as good as his pedigree dictates he should be, or as good as his high points dictate he should more often be. I, I think he's obviously a big key, especially on the front, you know, defensive front there but you know he would they get him second round yeah but the defensive front is given that it's pretty good it's also a given that in a three four it doesn't affect play necessarily all the time yeah and you know if if you have a quarterback like a brady who drops back and gets off those quick hits how much does the does the front three really matter how often not yeah if they're not getting pressure it's kind of a moot point I don't know. I just have fears about this defense. I have fears about this team. Maybe they'll all be allayed that first week against Cleveland. Then again, look at Cleveland with that receiving core and that offensive line. I'm telling you right now, that game's going to be a handful. I think the Steelers will still win, but I guarantee that game's a handful. Oh, it was last year even. So, I mean, and they have improved, improved their roster a ton, so I, I agree there. 
boy, I tell you what, if they had like a quarterback you could count on, that's not to say that Tyrod Taylor, who I'm sure will open the season as the starter, that's not to say he can't be a factor, but if they had like a nailed-on quarterback, boy, that'd be tough. That'd be really tough. Let's go to Dan in Upper St. Clair. Dan, you're on with Mark. Hey, Double M. Um, question about all the lawsuits and, and money the NFL's paid out. I thought it was because they were, were hiding the uh, the risks of concussions. Uh, and now that they paid all that money and the risk is out there, is it not an occupational hazard for these players that they know going into it? So why all the rule changes now? Is there any way to quantify being an occupational hazard? Is there any way to know for sure that all the players know it's an occupational hazard? Well, well I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's common knowledge to just casual fans. I mean, if you're in do the you, league, do you do you need to be right to litigate? Do you need to be right to litigate? I mean, well, I don't know. I mean, it just, it just seems like. It just seems like something that, that the league's already dealt with, and they lied about the result, uh, the effects of it. Now oh, it's okay, okay, you can lie about the effects of it. If you do nothing to curtail the cause of it, then you're still negligent in the eyes of a court, potentially. Okay, I, I, I suppose so. But if you if the if all the facts are on the table and you're still deciding to play the game, I mean, I, I would think that the league would not be quite as at fault. Is there any a, proof that football causes CTE yet? Um, I, mean, I mean, it's pretty yeah. obvious, but all, all you're saying are these obvious truisms, but who knows how a judge will decide? Who knows how a court will decide? Bro, they're just doing everything they can to protect themselves, and in a multi-billion dollar industry, you can't blame them for that, can you? No, no, you're right. I guess they're just taking extra precautions. It's just unfortunate that it... You see, and again, this is just me saying that, that they're trying to protect themselves legally. But let me ask you a question and respond logically. Do you really think the owners care about the health of the players? Do you think they ever have? No. Okay, so I would then draw a conclusion that this rule is designed to protect the owners in case of a lawsuit. But at, at, but at, but at, at, the, at, the, at the potential of possibly damaging the league and ruining, alienating a bunch of fans. I, Do you really think people are going to stop watching football, bro? I, I think more people will stop watching. Well, like I said, 77 of the top 100 telecasts in America last year, the top-rated TV shows were NFL games. I bet you college starts doing better because I don't think they're going to have these type of, of flags in college. Yeah, you might be right. And we don't know how these flags ultimately will be called during the regular season either. Uh, That's true. Uh, you know, I, I think the danger for football, and it's a very long-term danger, but the danger for football is is that less parents let their kids play. I wouldn't let my kid play. Why not? Play something else. Play baseball. Shouldn't that be his choice? Well, yeah, it's, I, yeah it's, that's true. You know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, you know, saying you're a bad parent. I mean, you're probably a good parent for not letting them play football. I, I don't know. It's just there's so much risk out there for teenage kids, and there's so much good that can be divine from playing football too. Yeah, it teaches them discipline, but I mean, it's not worth it if you're drooling into a cup at fifty. Yeah, but how many kids will play football long enough to be drooling into a cup at fifty? And if they well, do, they'll be pretty rich. You know, probably not that many, but the developing brain of a ten to fourteen year old. I mean, those. They're still having kickoffs in high school. They're still doing kickoffs in, you know, in, in, in peewee football. Why wouldn't you want kickoffs in high school? 
Well, no, I I want to kick off all the time, but they if they're outlawing it in the NFL and they're and they're not outlawing it in the NFL. There's still kickoffs well, in the NFL. Well, not outlawing it, but they're curbing they're curbing the amount of runs that are or of kicks that are run back. And in high school, they're not curbing it; they just kick it out of the friggin' end zone. Right, but in high school, how many are getting run back? Probably all of them. I think you're. I think you're. You're reaching a little bit here, uh, and I don't think whether there's kickoffs or not matters at all in this argument. Let's go to Joe and Squirrel Hill. Joe, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. How are you doing? Terrific. Hey, Mark. So just um, you know, talking about headshots and trying to mitigate them in the league. You know, I think no matter what you do, you're still going to have injuries. Um, for the league to try to protect itself, do you think that they could put like wording into the players' contracts that kind of puts the onus on the player that you know they don't take responsibility of any injuries or possible you know CTE related things in the future that can come back. That would have that would have to be a union thing, and if you're the union, would you agree to that? You know, I suppose uh, probably not, but. Um, you know, if the league just became completely transparent and said, "Yeah, these are things that could happen," <laughs> yeah, and then it completely the NFL goes will on suddenly to the become completely transparent. Good luck with that. <laughs> I mean, bro, I'm not. I, I don't. This is just such a tangled web. And, yeah. and as I said, I keep coming back to everything the NFL does being overcomplicated. Whether it's the mm-hmm. anthem rule, the helmet rule, the old catch rule, it, it's like they can't figure out. They're too dumb to know where the controversy is going to come from and to nip it in the bud before the controversy starts. Mm-hmm. Do you think you would still uh, the viewership would still be there if the league be, did become transparent? I mean, you know, it never would, like you said, but or if it would completely lose viewers and people supporting the league. I think the viewership's always, almost always going to be there. I mean, it might it might ebb and flow a little bit, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure to I what think... I'm not sure to what degree. I mean, like put it this way. I don't know if viewership of the NFL, with everything that's gone wrong, the lowest I could ever see it dipping is like 15%. Mm-hmm. And you have an idea how much would be left over after that 15% stopped watching? Yeah, I mean, I, I still think people would still watch, no matter what. Well, 85% would, and that's still a ton yeah. of money. Yeah, still a ton, absolutely. Thank you for the call. we take one more call? Let's go to Chris in Mount Lebanon. Chris, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. Good day. Good day. Hey, uh, I want to talk about the ratings. I, I do think the ratings of football are going down. Uh, you were talking about the statistic of 77 out of the last 100. Um, well, yeah, the, the ratings have gone down, like, I think, what is it, 6% over the last couple of years. But the fact that 77 of the top 100 broadcasts uh, are NFL games ratings-wise indicates to me that that the reason the ratings have gone down 6% isn't because of a lack of popularity of football. It's because there's so many more viewing options. Well, and not only that, I think a lot of people are, are kind of core. I mean, to me personally, the only reason why I have cable is so I can watch the panel games because sports streaming sports is not really, uh, even though in today's world it's not really a good good option. If you want to watch live sports, the best How, how old do you feel, let me ask 30. Real, okay, that figures. You're, you're, you're semi-millennial. You cut the cord, right? I couldn't imagine cutting the cord just because the way I've always lived is to have cable. But then again, I still listen to CDs and watch DVDs. Correct, but I think I think most people are cutting the cord. So 
if if you're a sports fan though, you're not going to cut the cord. And and I think a lot of people, they're they're the people that cut the cord, they're still watching TV, they're still watching their TV shows. But the people that are sports fans are going to have cable, so that's that could be skewed. to people that still want to have cable is the only reason why is for sports. Well, yeah, but you, you see, do you see my TV. point about about the number of viewing choices that has probably dropped the rating as opposed to lack of popularity. Yes. You see, I, I you know. I think football's potentially in trouble. I don't think it's in trouble yet. Do you? I mean, do you really think it's in trouble? Um, immediately, no. But, um, I mean, starting up, you have, uh, I mean, you even said it earlier. But it says it, says uh, it right here. There's, a, there's, a tweet, there's a tweet I just dug up. Uh, NFL ratings are down only if you don't compensate for the over, overall decline in TV viewers thanks to streaming services. There you go. Thank you for the call. Okay, up next, Bob McLaughlin, Liverpool clinging to a 1-0 lead with two minutes left in injury time. By the time we come back, I'll be let's 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 do play by play in this corner kick. Crystal Palace at the corner, Liverpool under pressure. Here comes the kick. It's cleared. Here's Mo Salah off to the races. There's Sadio Marne behind the defense. Marne in. Marne. 2-0. We win. 105-90 X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Double M, big fan, big fan. Well, I'm not sure. It's just big and it's soft and I use a bunch of pillows and I snore. The X at 105.9. Liverpool win 2-0. Thank God that's over. A development from PNC Park. Stalling Marte has been benched by Clint Hurdle for lack of effort on a couple occasions yesterday. He has been replaced in the lineup by Adam Frazier who will play center field. Frazier, of course, should be in there anyway. I back Hurdle fully. I don't think he makes moves like that enough. If I can criticize him for anything, it's inconsistency in this vein, but uh, he got it right this time. Joining me now, Bob McLaughlin, brought to you by 84 Lumber. Bob, what's your take on uh, the benching of Starling Marte? About time. You know, about time for so many different reasons. Well, obviously, the <laughs> lack of effort last night, but the base running errors, you know, different stuff too. It's it's good for uh, Clint Hurdle to make this move. I read that Marte still uses interpreters for interviews, as does Polanco. Do you think that's a device to avoid having to talk much, or do you think they really don't speak English well enough to conduct an interview at this point? I think they could get by with an interview. Um, yeah, I think that's mostly a defense mechanism. Obviously, part of a comfort factor also. Maybe they don't know the language perfectly to get the right words out or the right phrasing out. But yeah, I think in a lot of instances, that could be for defense and kind of uh, pull the curtain over them so that they have something to uh, stand behind. What's your take on uh, the helmet rule and the controversy it's causing in the preseason? Well, I totally understand why they're doing it. A um, couple of factors. One, I do think that it's going to be called less during the season. I agree with a lot of the NFL types who are saying... But if it is called less, what's the point? I agree with you. And if it's called less, how do you decide when to call it and when not to? No, you're absolutely right, Mark, but it's the NFL. I don't think that they always have the most solid game plan behind the moves that they make. And I think, again, this is just one of them. They wanted to get a statement out there, just like they did with the anthem. They didn't think it all the way through. They thought that they had the verbiage right and that it was all going to be simple. And they never... They never thought of any of the circumstances or the repercussions where it could backfire on them, like so many things that they've done before. 
And here we are now where they're calling things just willy-nilly. I mean, the one in the Steeler game Thursday night against either Sensaba or I don't think it was Burns in there also. There were two of them. Um, neither of those guys led with their helmet. They absolutely put the shoulder, put the head down, but brought the shoulder up and out into the receiver with the ball. It should not have been called a foul. And the officials are going to screw this up as much as the, you know, the actual meaning of the rule. We're calling it by the letter of the rule than they are as to, you know, when they get it right as to when they get it wrong. It's it's going to be a mess for quite a while. Is it too early for me to be really worried about the Steeler defense? Oh, no. No, I think a lot of people share those same questions that you have. Um, and I haven't seen any reason. They're getting the, the secondary is getting their hands on the ball. And like you talked about with Ter- Terrell Edmonds, I thought the same thing. He is right in the area where he needs to be. Um, but Matt Williamson said if he does that against a player like Graham, who's 6'7", 260 plus, he's not getting around that guy. And that, that's going to be caught for a touchdown every time. I think, though, he's got a lot of room to grow. Uh, I'm not too down on him because he does seem to be doing a lot of good things. No, no, I'm down on guys like Artie Burns and, and Sean Davis who should be established in this league, and we're still making excuses like they need more experience. Davis switched positions. Look how Artie Burns is doing against Brown in, in, in practice. These guys should just be established NFL regulars by now, and they're – they are regulars, but I wouldn't call them established, would you? No, not at all. In fact, Mark, think back to last season. There were times where those guys, they were absolutely lost in either their assignment or where you know they had to be at that time or how the play was developing. There were times, how many times do you see the Steelers' defense after a play? They turn and they point to each other or look at each other or there's some conversation as to where were you or that's your guy or I checked, I passed him off to you deep. Um, I think you're going to see some more of that as the season begins this year, uh, and they absolutely have to get it together if the Steelers uh, have a chance because the defense is a, a liability right now. Uh, what's your take on the sale of Bosch? I never saw that coming. Did you? No, but I totally $15 understand. $15 million. <laughs> Two buildings, the Bosch building and the one across the alley. $15 million. So and, I, and it's still going to be a strip bar. Right. I didn't see it coming, but once you know, I read the story, and it was in like a Houston real estate magazine or something. And right, because the company that bought it, I forget what it's called, it's a strip joint uh, chain. Yeah. Although not one of the big ones, not like Spearmint Rhino or, or Rick's Cabaret, anything like that. No, but it's like a holding company or something where they do a lot Apparently they intend to keep it a strip bar. Yeah, and hey, if... You know, I know that you've got money coming in every month, and that's great. But like you said, you know Albert pretty well. and At his age, why not get a chunk of change right now and go hang out on the island or something like that? You know, he always got a, he's always going to have carte blanche there anyways, even with the new owners. Uh, no question. I just – does the sale have to be approved by the city? I, I wouldn't think so, right? I, no, I don't know why it would. Because, be- you know, the city has tried for years to get the strip club out of there. Yeah, but I read the story. It's grandfathered in there. It is legal. The lease is strong. I mean, if there's one thing you can't break, Mark, it's real estate deed. If it is in the deed, it is good to go. Unless there's a penalty in there that somebody does something where it can be taken from them. Um, and, boy, if that hasn't happened yet with all that's gone on down there, I think he's pretty good. Uh, what about the note that the uh, note that Hooters is in trouble? They're closing locations they're re-strategizing because millennials don't like boobs. <laughs> I laughed at it when you said it. And when you gave the story up, I Googled it real quick. And just some of the comments underneath it, you had people raging. And it looked like by age as to whether the U.S. needs or 
should have a Hooters restaurant well, I, at I, all. I, I hate millennials. I do. If, <laughs> if any millennials are listening, I hate you. What a boring way to live. To always have your moral compass steer you away from a place like Hooters. What an absolutely boring way to live. Well, the best, most of the, most of the comments and stuff under this story, um, I think it was, I forget the name of the magazine that had it, but all the stories were, my parents took me there when I was younger and I didn't really see what the point was. And you got that like every single... It, it's it, not like that too, it's wings. Yeah. Okay, it doesn't have to be about the Hooters per se, it can be about the wings. And remember... It's, it's the... a great sports bar, there's a lot of TVs things to watch it's it's just a great wing place is uh, what it is i was just gonna say that at the time that hooters was really going you know not everybody had all these stations all the satellite you know uh, availability all the different cable companies and everything you had to go somewhere to get the fight oh, the, the game the, the hooters match. the hooters in uh monroeville which by the way did not close because of lack of uh revenue it closed because the guy who owned it didn't pay his licensing fee for like a decade <laughs> but but they became well known for having UFC pay-per-views on their TV. Exactly. You know, so I'm I'm sad to hear it. I I just you know, Bob, I'm well, not Well, hey Mark, the franchise fee may be plummeting right now. It's always been your dream. It's not long till I shuffle off this mortal coil. I'll be just as happy. I gotta be honest, I think young people suck and I think they're ruining everything. I think they're gonna they're gonna and I think we're gonna find out, like as we often do, that the people who weld the moral compass most turn out to be the, the least moral of all. Oh, we see that in politics every day. And in religion. Uh, good. Well, touche. That's Bob McLaughlin. He's brought to you by 84 Lumber. In just a few moments, I'm going to talk about the crowds at PNC Park in Heinz Field yesterday and uh, how much uh, they amused me that the Steelers' practice almost outdrew a pirate game. 105.9 The X.